The following is a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of higher insurance, not WBEV or Good Karma Brands. Let's go over to Amy Hudson with Senior Solutions. All right. Thank you so much, LA, and welcome back. Happy Friday, everyone. Welcome to Senior Solutions with your higher insurance team here on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. This is the time we get together every Friday at 1110. Senior Solutions hits the air with your higher insurance team because they are here to help you plan for big things. Retirement, securing your financial well-being, making sure that you explore your insurance options and most importantly, understand them. Um, they'll also be with you through your Medicare journey. And this is your time to ask questions. Don't be shy. You are not expected to know what you don't know. The Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells Lucky Numbers Hotline open for your calls at 885-4446. And this is a really special show today. Every Senior Solution Show is special. But today it is very special because it's all about the ladies in the house. We have Sandy Heyer on the phone with us today and Emily Heyer in the studio with us. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hello. I got a call from Matt this morning. It was, I don't know, probably 845-ish, just apologizing. I'm like, what is happening? And he was telling me how crazy his day is today. And uh, so after he like, whew, got it all out, I was like, okay, so what's going on with the show today? And then he told me, Sandy, that you would be joining my phone today and that your beautiful, lovely daughter, his sister Emily, in the studio. So that is the scene. Welcome. Well, and they still remember me here. It's been Sandy, or Mom. I call her Mom and Sandy. Everyone kind of laughs about that. How many years has it been since I've been on the show? Oh, I don't know. You worked with me while you were in grad school. And then after, I, I think it's been three years. Okay. Well, welcome back. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to have you here. I uh, sit close to Sherry Sackett, who is on the WBEV Morning Show. And when I mentioned that you were coming in, she's like, oh, she used to host the show with Sandy. So I think this is great. So it's kind of like a, a reunion of sorts. Yeah, it's exciting to be back and to let everyone know because I still work with higher insurance and still have clients through higher insurance. Oh, okay. So it's good for everyone to know that I'm still living in Beaverdam, still here to help. I still still have my insurance licenses. Oh, that's fantastic. And Sandy, I couldn't help but notice before we hit the air when Emily and I were talking, she laughs and I hear I hear you. Emily has your laugh, which I think is cool. And for those folks who ha, don't ha, know, ha, 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 mom. <laughs> oh, oh no. it is a true Emily's family affair. <laughs> I am louder, but I did appreciate that. Oh my goodness. So this is exciting. Um, you know, sometimes we start the show off by simply asking, well, you know, what were the haps in the higher insurance office over the past week? But you guys um blaze your trail. What what do yeah. you want to start well, with today? I asked Sandy, your mom, to come on because I want to talk about a business that is joining the chamber. Okay, the Beaver Dam Area Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, and it goes really well with Senior Solutions. The business is called Holders of Hope. Oh, I like that. Holders of Hope. They do home care services in Beaver Dam. Well, actually, in the Dodge County. They, They cover all of Dodge County area. They offer high-quality home care and hospice services on an individualized level. Okay. They specialize in all areas of hospice care, along with supportive home care services, ADL assistance, homemaking services, and, like, so much more. They're like a family. Oh. And it, I, that's why I'm so excited to promote them, because 
you know, when you have someone coming into your home, a lot of times we don't choose this. No. So you want to feel very comfortable around that person and be able to treat that person as a friend or family member and know that you feel safe around them. Absolutely. I mean, that is when you are in your own space, uh, that word you use there, Emily, comfort, that is key. Absolutely. And someone you can talk to, you know, because sometimes when people are providing services, you're scared to be like, ooh, you're doing that wrong or yeah. ooh, that's not right. You can tell them exactly how you feel and what you need done as far as the services that they offer. Good. Um, some of the services that they do offer are 24-7 on-call services, which is huge any time of the night. Whether it's an emergency or not, you can call them for 24-7 on-call services. Um, one area of expertise that I thought was interesting, they offer deep cleaning and hoarding cleanup services. I need that at my house. Well, I didn't know Dodge <laughs> County even had a hoarding cleanup service mm-hmm. area. And you know... We gain stuff in our homes. Oh, my goodness. That is no exaggeration, whether, Emily. Whether we're a hoarder or not, yeah. how much mail do you get a day? And it's like, should I throw it away? Should I not throw it I have a big stack on top of my desk in our art room uh, because that's where I go to get it out of the way. I have Christmas cards in that stack that I have not opened yet. I completely understand, <laughs> especially having kids and being busy and society yeah. just does not slow down. No. But, I mean... Now, if someone wants to take care of a parent or take care of a friend or family member and they realize, you know, they're, it is a hoarding situation or they need some deep cleaning and they're not able to do it for themselves anymore. Yeah. Um, just to be able to make that call to Holders of Hope, Home Care and Hospice business, and they will help you out. I noticed on the back of uh, the card that you shared with me, there's a great quote from Christopher Reeve that they have here. Once you choose hope, anything's possible i love it yeah me too oh, I do too. well and you know sandy knows this but the rest of the community probably does not i went to grad school to be a licensed professional counselor oh i did not know that so i'm a psychiatric therapist oh, and I, wow. was, I was out at dodge county okay. so i'm familiar with like a lot of the services provided through dodge sure. county um but now i'm at a private clinic so okay. now i have more time to spend at higher insurance lucky sandy <laughs> So how many, well, um, since, you know, we're, since we've got more of the family here with us on Senior Solutions today, um, Sandy, share with, share with our fans, like, how many, how many higher kiddos are there in the mix? <laughs> A lot. No, <laughs> there's, there's four. Okay. So Emily's the oldest. Oh, you're the most responsible one. Uh, That's what my oldest sibling I says. I try to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, then next is Matt, Matthew. And, of course, he works with me. And then the next two, Cody and Blake, and they both work for the fencing business. Okay, gotcha. So one big happy family with businesses and (laughs) togetherness. Well, and that's why, because, you know, we do work so closely together in business as a family. That's why when I found out about Holders of Hope, I was like, yes, Sandy, Senior Solutions, Holders of Hope. We can help each other, help other people within our community. Absolutely. And um, so what I am going to do, because they're also hiring because they're growing. So I'm going to put cards at Sandy's office, cards for their home care and hospice and their phone number and their email address, as well as there were hiring cards, if anyone is interested. Nice. Because, Sandy, don't you sometimes have people come in for retirement planning who want to retire but only really want to do something for 10 hours a week or something like that? Oh, absolutely. And I also have a lot of people coming in that are looking for um, someone to do some home health care for a family member, whether it's an aunt, uncle, or parent. 
So, um, I, you know, I need some direction, you know, to send them as well. When you first called me and asked me about coming on the show and talking about this, um, I thought, oh, no, that, that's wonderful. But I thought you were calling to tell me about Grandma, my mom, who's going to be 95. I thought you were telling me that, you know, we have someone that can come in and give them more help. We, ha- we have somebody two days a week, um, a private person, and she does wonderful but we're getting to the point where now we could use um, maybe every day or maybe checking um, on her in an evening, especially if I'm gone. So there's going to be a little bit more care needed, but maybe not as much as having her go to an assisted living at this point. I'm really trying to put that off as long as I can. Sure. Well, and you know, when someone purchases something from someone and also recommends it to someone else, you know that that it's something good. That yeah, there's it's a been, trust. There's it's a been level taste of trust. tested and approved. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. People are always looking for solid recommendations, and especially when it comes to caregiving, you need to have that, that level of trust. Well, and I was talking to the owner of Holders of Hope about that caregiving piece mm-hmm. and how big of a deal it is because a lot of people don't have long-term care. That is something that Matt and I have been talking about on Senior Solutions for the past couple of shows, uh, the importance of that, what it entails, and how people can plan for it. Well, and when to get it. Because once we're unhealthy, we can't can't get long-term care. No. And long-term care um, varies from person to person. It's very individualized. So what Holders and Hope does is they can bridge that gap. Once you all of a sudden need some help, they can bridge that gap and help you with, well, Sandy has the insurance piece, and then they can help with all of the other pieces. Yeah. But I want to quick say the the other services that they offer, because I already only mentioned the 24-7 on-call and then the deep cleaning, the hoarding. They also offer hospice services, and their hospice services goes a little bit above and beyond. How so? So they are the only agency that does home care and hospice to, to take actively... hospice patients, Mm -hmm. actively dying patients. They're the only agency to take them. When someone calls and asks about funding, they also have a community resource specialist to help them through the funding piece of it. That's a big deal to have all those services together. Yep. Supportive home care they also do. Crisis intervention. Crisis intervention is huge. They do that through Dodge County. Okay. Um, And then also memory care. Okay. Which we talk a lot about memory care and how it's affecting people younger and younger nowadays. It really is. It really is. Emily Heyer with us today, along with her mom, Sandy Heyer, part of your Heyer insurance team here on Senior Solutions on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. I'm Amy Hudson. Feel free to ring us up on the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells Lucky Numbers Hotline with your questions. If you need some advice, your Heyer insurance team always here to help. 885-4446. And Emily has been sharing um, all about holders of hope, home care and hospice. They are looking for caregivers. They are getting info out there about the types of services that they offer. And you're really passionate about this, Emily. I really am. Yeah. Because right away when I met them, I saw the benefit of their services. Mm-hmm. Not only did I see the benefit of their services, I saw how the owner treats her employees like family. Oh, that's key. And even the clients like family mm-hmm. and that's what she stressed we are a family and i think that's just so important especially when we're going through hard times yeah and taking care of families exactly and especially when we're finding out 
different things like, oh, no, we don't have long-term care. Mm -hmm. I might need a nurse, you know, you know, just just to answer all those questions for you. I had never heard of long-term care insurance up until about a month ago. I was having a conversation with my brother. He's getting ready to retire next year. And so he was sharing some of those details about his plan with me and let me know that it made him really sad to find out that his father-in-law, who now could be benefiting from long-term care insurance, sadly doesn't have it. And um, so that was like early one week. And then on Friday, your brother Matt, of course, in the studio for Senior Solutions. And that was one of the things he really wanted to focus on is long-term care insurance. Perfect. Yeah. Because it's we have to know all of our options. And that's what mm -hmm. higher insurance stresses the most when it comes to retirement planning. We need to know what's out there and what works for us as an individual. Because mm -hmm. Because what works for me may not work for you and right. vice versa. Yeah. But, um, but it is rather simple. You have two choices um, to go. Well, actually, I guess there's three. So if you were going into a long-term care facility, a nursing home, and you're not going to be coming home, so either you private pay or you can have insurance to help. Um, if you're not able to do two of your six activities of daily living, you can use an insurance policy, and that that could be at home, assisted living, you know, or a nursing home. So you're either private pay or you have insurance or you go on Medicaid. Okay. Which is, yeah, which it would be the government aid. When your assets are down to $2,000, you apply for Medicaid. Yeah. And then they take care of you. So those are our three options. I mean, we don't have a lot of choices when it comes to long-term care. Um, that is pretty much it. And if you decide to private pay, that's fine. They'll just go use your assets. I mean, people are like, are they going to take this from me or this money? And it's not that they take your money. All you do is you make the payments monthly, and, you know, and say it's 10000 a month. You pay 10000 a month. If you have $200,000 in a savings account, they're not going to come in and grab that. Mm -hmm. You're just going to pay monthly whatever your cost of care is. And then if there's anything left when you die, it goes to the family. Now, if you go on Medicaid, you spend it all down to $2,000, then the government will kick in and take care, care of you. So you're going to be taken care of no matter what. It's just how you go about the strategy of getting to that point. And with every, everything being so personal and specific to an individual, Sandy, when, you know, when, when should people start thinking about this, this, this type of insurance and, and this type of planning? You know, it's so interesting. When, when we do retirement planning, we bring that up. You know, what are your plans for a long-term care situation? And, you know, some people say, you know what, I'm going to use my assets and, you know, private pay, and then I'll, you know, the government will take care of me if, if that runs out. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, you know, but you just have to have a plan or have something in mind of how you're going to handle this. And it might just be one person going into a nursing home. Well, and You know, what's going to happen then? Sandy, you know how she asked about age. I just think you're never too young to do it. I just turned 40, and I ended up having brain surgery. And wouldn't that affect me when it comes to long-term care insurance? Yeah. yeah. Right now, you would not qualify to get it. Um, wow. and I'm, I'm I bought 40. mine when I was 40, which is on the young side. But I think because I was in the business and I saw what was happening to people, you know, losing family farms and, you know, houses and all those things. So that's probably why I took it out. But, you know, that's not the age for everybody. Some mm -hmm. people want to take it out older, but either they don't health qualify or the premiums are, are cost prohibitive. So I my premium is lower, obviously, because I took it out younger. But 
to think about it, I'm going to be paying on it a lot longer before I most likely will ever use it. You'll pay in as much as you're going to get out of it? <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. You, you bought it early. <laughs> you, she, I did. You picked your benefits. I did pick my benefits, and, you know, my health was very good. So, of course, I got, you know, the preferred preferred rate. And so, I mean, to me, that was what I wanted to do at that time. Most people don't even think about it at age 40, though, I will be honest with you. Oh, <laughs> no. And, and the only reason I do is because my mom eats, sleeps, and breathes insurance. <laughs> so ever since I was young, she's been like, what are you doing, Emily? That might affect your insurance when you're 80. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Got to blaze that trail carefully. Well, you, What's your plan? <laughs> well, did I tell you... Um, how mom first got into selling insurance. I have heard the story about how she, she saw an ad in the paper, thought she could do that, and then uh, before she knew it, her her van, her car, was basically her office full of all the bins and all the paperwork. Well, so what's your side of the I, story, Emily? You're really good, but I just wanted to complain a little bit. As a child, she worked to me and my brothers. <gasps> we had to lick envelopes before, you know, Earn we had your to, keep, girl. We were licking envelopes, and I remember when I first started at Higher Insurance, I would door knock, you know, like, hi, my name's Emily. And How old were you? Um, probably 25. Okay. Yeah, door knocking, trying to get the word out there. That's really cool. That's what it takes, like literal yeah. boots but, on the ground. But Sandy had us licking envelopes at age 10. <laughs> <laughs> or hey! envelopes or stapling papers because you know back back then we did a lot of mailers you know sending things in the mail saying who we are what we do you know things like that so you want to get how do you you know you sit down you start you get your license you start a business it's like okay how do i get a client yeah <laughs> yeah she so, and i she taught me really well on what to do and how to do it and that you really have to put your nose to the grind and get out yeah, there. Yeah, do the work. That's, Absolutely. That's why when I was invited on the radio show, I was like, okay. <laughs> and, I, and I also Aww. still am excited about Holders of Hope. And Sandy, since I have to leave early, I just want to put out there that, again, that I'm going to have Holders of Hope, their cards out at Sandy Hire's office. Um, and yeah. where is the office in the Heritage Mall? In... Yep, in between Joanne Fabrics and Sears. That's right, in BD. And if you want to contact Holders of Hope before next week, because next week we're going to have an extra special session. I'm bringing Amber, the owner, oh, with Matt. She's going to come with us. and then Very we can, nice. Then we can do frequently asked questions and things like that, and people yeah. can call in. So if you have home care and hospice questions or anything about Holders of Hope that you want to know more about. Get them ready to go. Yep. Next week we'll be there. Um, otherwise, the phone number for them is 920-219-9477. Excellent. Uh, Emily Heyer joining us on the air today along with her mom, Sandy, here on Senior Solutions. This is a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the program are solely that of higher insurance, not WBEV or Good Karma Brands. Emily, it was such a pleasure to see you. It's been a couple of years since I have seen you and sincerely appreciate you being so generous with your time to come in and join us for part of the show today. Oh, Thank you. This was very relaxing. I'm on my way to a dance competition. 
thing for an eight and ten year old. Oh my goodness! And share share with our fans like what what you will be doing because you're you're literally kind um, of like working your fingers I, to the bone. Yeah, I had to put fifteen hundred gemstones on costumes, and, and at those, Ooh. it might even be more than fifteen hundred. I'm on my second set. Wow! Oh, did did Wade do that too? <laughs> I should ask Wade because we were just shopping for Wade's daughter because all the older dance girls have a younger dance girl that they mentor so we oh, had to cool. get her a gift where where's the competition happening we're going to prairie du sac oh that's kind of in my old neck of the woods i used to live in spring green so not too far out and is this an entire weekend of fierce dance competition yes i'm gonna be like blood sweat and tears trying my best to keep the girls happy how do you get the sequins <laughs> on are you sewing them do they stick with glue what's the e- what's the story e6000 you need the best glue ever you buy e6000 <laughs> 6,000, they got it at Joanne's. They all, eat, the, all that jumping around and dancing around, they'll still stay on. It must be good because they even have it by the cash register. So I'm like, all right, I can't mess this one up. Oh, what, they what? knew it was dance weekend, Emily. So they that's did. They put it there. Oh, exactly, Sandy. Um, so what's your what's your deadline for getting all those sequins done then? Um, Today. Okay, like, by the like, end of the day? Like it should have been done. I've been doing it for three weeks because there's so many. Oh, my goodness. Um, I want to see pictures then when you're here I next will. Friday, okay? Oh, Oh, awesome. So I'm excited. please bring some. Excellent. Thanks again, and look forward to seeing you next Friday, Ms. Emily Heyer. Thank you, everyone. You are welcome. So now, Sandy, it's just you and me, girl, and I feel like it's been yeah. a while. So uh, what, would, what would you like would to... Think, who would think about putting sequins on a dance costume? <laughs> I guess I never realized that after all these years. I must never have helped. Oh, my goodness. Emily is shaking her head no. No. Did did Emily do dance competitions back in the day? Did Matt do dance competitions? <laughs> I'd love to say yes, but Matt did not. So Matt started swimming, um, I don't know, when he was in grade school. So he was wearing those little Speedos, you know? Oh, my uh, goodness. He was not. You're making that up. I am not making it up. <laughs> I would never tell a story on the radio to all of our listeners if it wasn't true. No, this is true, but now I'm picturing Matt in a Speedo, and I don't know if I like that visual. <laughs> he was in grade school. And okay. then, so he did swimming and soccer. Uh, one year, he even got the most improved because he was not a real good swimmer. That's why I thought swim team would be good for him and his brother. Nice. Then he got a phone call from a local doctor in town that said, Sandy, would Matt like to play hockey? Oh, I suppose he's in swimming. You know, they're both the same season. He's in swimming. And he's he's like, well, you know, just talk to Tom about it and think about it. And um, we won't say anything to Matt. His <gasps> son would not say anything to Matt at school. And I'm like, okay, fine. Well, Matt comes home from school. He knows about it. Oh, boy. <laughs> so he traded in his Speedo for all kinds of hockey <laughs> Whoa. I mean, you know, the shin guards, the pads. It's a lot. The helmet, everything. It's a lot. Yes. Like overnight, it was so much cheaper to buy a little Speedo (laughs) than to buy all this hockey (laughs) Well, yeah. And aside from all of the gear that, you know, the kiddos need when they play hockey, uh, there was a lot of traveling, you know, so you have hotel stays and meals on the road and all that kind of stuff. Oh, yes, and then back then they used the wood sticks, so there were broken sticks all the time, especially if they got mad and 
hit the stick on the ice, it would break. Oh, boy, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I know, I said, no temper tantrums out there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's hockey, <laughs> that's almost impossible. You expect there to be temper tantrums. I know, and then you end up in the penalty box, right? <laughs> I end up in the penalty box at least once a day, Sandy, just regular day-to-day life. Oh, I know. I know. I should be so on who do better. You have to sit in there with just myself. <laughs> <laughs> just myself. How long did Matt play hockey? Then did he do that throughout his high school career too? Yep, all through high school and a little bit even after high school. That's really cool. It was so, really, oh yeah. really great he to see it. Emily. Um, I haven't seen her in a couple of years, um, and so that was great to have her on the show today and also to know that she'll be joining us again next Friday um, with Holders of Hope. So pretty cool. Yeah, and, and like I said, when she called me and told me about this, uh, these people that she is working with and helping them do their marketing and things, that um, I thought she was calling to tell me um, that they would help with my mom. Because right now, with me gone, Emily is staying. I moved my mom into our house. She's in my bedroom. Oh, okay. And then Emily moved into my house, too, and is upstairs so she can be there with my mom, especially at night. Sure. And you you had shared that your mom will be 95, correct? You will be 95 in June, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, there's just always these little things, and obviously she doesn't do a lot of cooking, so... Um, my kids are really good about bringing her meals and things, and, and Tom and I always, you know, take food over every day. Of course, when we're gone, that's a little hard, but my kids step up and will do things. Emily will take her to lunch once in a while, but she doesn't like to get out in the cold or the snow. So oh, she's understandable. Falling. Yeah. By the way, how much snow did you get yesterday? Boy, I did not hear a final total. Um, we're over where I am there in City on the Marsh and Horicon. Maybe we got like five inches, maybe between five and six. It was not the snowmageddon uh, that we were expecting. We were right on that, kind of right on the, the border of those two storm fronts that are going through. It looks like more so towards the south down by the uh, Wisconsin-Illinois border that they really got hit quite hard. So... It's, you know what? And hey, we're halfway through February, girls. So I'm already, I've got my, my spring, uh, my spring frame of mindset happening here. So, you know, anything that Mother Nature is going to throw at us, obviously we have to deal with it. So I'm just going to have a good attitude about it. I'm not going to go in the penalty box for my bad attitude about the weather. <laughs> well, that's good, especially if you don't have anyone monitoring you in the penalty box. So you can- <laughs> These kids go in the penalty box. They have somebody in there with them, telling them when they can when they can get out. <laughs> Shenanigans. I remember sitting in there. It's cold in there. You know, at the hockey mm-hmm. rinks, we had heat usually by the bleachers. But when you sit in the penalty box for a game, there's no heat or anything, <gasps> and it would it would be chilly down by the ice for that amount of time. Oh my goodness! I didn't even think about that. Literally, literally freezing cold. Oh yes, it, it was cold, and but you know, we it's um. Hockey is a parent-run organization, so the parents do everything. I mean, I, at the rink, uh, we would clean, we would sweep, um, I would do toilets. I mean, you name it, we did at concessions. So every every day, people had to do things um, to volunteer for your child to play hockey. I think that's great. It's a good coming together. It's a good community coming together for the kids. And, yeah, you have to put the work in to make it all happen. It is. And I think... You know, a lot of people, I mean, we were all busy. We all had children and, you know, things going on. So, yeah, we'd be like, oh, I got concessions tomorrow night. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but we did it, you know, and it, 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 we did it for our kids. Yeah. And when you have a parent-run organization like that, if the parents don't volunteer, it's not going to exist. Yep, that's just the reality. Yes. Same but, how- but a great program. I was just going to give you a shout out. Sandy Heyer with us uh, today for Senior Solutions. Your higher insurance team hits the air every Friday at 1110 with Senior Solutions here on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. Of course, you can call with your questions if you need some advice from Sandy. Now is the time to give us a call on the Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin Dells Lucky Numbers Hotline at 885-4446. And, um, you know, when we were talking about long-term care insurance, Sandy, Emily had shared that uh, because of the brain surgery that she had um, only at the age of 40, that sadly now she can't qualify for long-term care insurance. And you had mentioned, um, you know, having to health qualify for this. Does that mean, is it different from person to person or is are you just supposed to expect that you will be going in to have a physical and that is how you health qualify? How does that happen with this uh, type of insurance? Well, and, you know, some are stricter than others on their underwriting okay. and sometimes um, some companies are more concerned with things than, than another company is. And it also depends on the benefit. If you're trying oh. to take out a huge benefit, they're going to be a little bit more thorough, but they're going to get your medical records mm-hmm. going back for sure five years, looking at everything you've done in the last five years. Oh, boy. So that, yeah. I mean, I remember when I applied, I had been in a car accident in Mexico or a bus accident, and I had, like, whiplash, so I was getting headaches, and I saw a neurologist um, in Madison. Mm-hmm. And... For the headaches, it was a one-time appointment, and they and I forgot even all about it. By the time I applied for long-term care, it was probably five or ten years later, and so I didn't put that down. Well, they, you know, they have access to everything, oh, so boy. they saw it. Then they were asking a bunch of questions about it. And I'm like, hey, it was a one and done. I mm-hmm. went there one time, and that was it. I didn't get meds. I didn't do anything, but they still were questioning about that. Oh, now, boy. I think they still would have given me long-term care, but maybe they would have rated me up if they thought I had an ongoing condition. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they look at everything. They're going to look at if you smoke or if you did smoke and, you know, how long it's been since you smoked. Mm-hmm. So with life insurance, they're looking at more the things that are going to cause you to die. But with long-term care, they're looking at more things that are going to, like, put you in a nursing home, you know, like if you have, like, Parkinson's or mm-hmm. MS, things like that. So they're not looking at the death portion of it. They're looking at what, what your health is that could put you into the nursing home. Gotcha. You know, if you're blind or whatever, you know, things that you're not going to be able to be on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so, and, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you well, go. <laughs> for, for long-term care, we talked about you know, two activities, you know, eating, bathing, toileting, dressing, transferring. You can't do two of those. Your long-term care policy will kick in. Hmm. So um, the new policies now, now granted some of the old policies are nursing home only. And many people died and never went into a nursing home. You know, plus we were dying younger anyway. So Mm -hmm. they never used their policies that they paid on all these years. People nowadays are using them because we're living longer for one, and also you can use them in an assisted living or even at home on most policies. That's nice to so have those options. Nice. Um, but it's important that you look at your policies. People will be bringing their policies in and say, hey, what do I have here? You know, I took it out 25 years ago. I don't even know what it, what it covers. Hmm. 
So we, we'll go through the policy and say, okay, you have coverage for this, not for this, and this is how much a day or how much a month because they can, the benefits can vary. And like on my policy, I have a 5% inflation rider on it. Oh. So every, yes. So every year, let's say I started out at $100 a day, every year that goes up by 5%. Okay. So because you know the cost of care is going up. Yes. So if if you take it out younger, it's nice to have that rider on there. Now if you take it out and you're 75, it's not going to go up probably that much before you would maybe need to use it. Mm-hmm. So people don't tend to not, you know, add that rider on there because it is a costly rider. Sure. I got a kick out of Emily uh sharing that, you know, you like eat, drink, slept, insurance, insurance, insurance from an early age, just, you know, like, I love that you instilled that into your kids because the the planning, just being aware, the awareness and the education component of it, you know, we talk about a lot here on Senior Solutions and just being educated and knowing what your options are really is where all of this type of, of planning starts. And and it really does start, not to sound cheesy, not a cheesy segue, Sandy Heyer, but it really does it really does start, you know, with that first appointment that folks make to come in and visit your team at Higher Insurance. Right. And, you know, a lot of times when they make their first appointment, they'll come in, they're like, well, I'm not sure why, why I made this appointment. But, you know, then within a couple minutes, we're talking about whatever is on their mind, you know, whether it be retirement, whether it be investments, you know, whatever. But there's always something, you know, they just think, I, I want to make an appointment and go in there, but they're not quite sure why. <laughs> and I get it because there's so much that can be going on. Um like, we talk a lot about retirement, and people will want to know, like, is my retirement on track? Am I on track? So statistics show that fewer than one in five people have established a comprehensive financial plan. Whoa! Now, yeah, people, they'll say they have one. You know, oh, yeah, I have one. I'm like, okay, let's let's see it. Well, no, you know, they just told me I can retire at this age, and they have me all set up. I'm like, no, nope, that's not how it works. You know, it's like you need something on paper that tells you what money to use and when and mm-hmm. when to turn on your Social Security and what happens when one spouse passes away. What happens when one goes into a nursing home or both of you go in a nursing home? I mean, there's so many things that have to be included. You can't just say, yep, they told me I'm good to retire and I'm going to have whatever I need per year and I'm not going to run out of money. Very important things, but there's also a lot more that ties into it. Um, and people coming in younger and saying, is my retirement on track? And, you know, some of the things we'll ask them, either income and spending, or, you know, make sure they're in balance because once you retire, you can't start spending all this money that, that you weren't planning on spending, and all of a sudden you're, you're short. You know, you're short on cash. Right. We, we never want that to happen. No, definitely not. That is that is the biggest fear. And, you know, I've learned so much hosting Senior Solutions with, with you and Matt and Jill, just about ins and outs, you know, with Medicare alone, just regarding different things that people can be penalized for that they may not be aware of, but that's not an excuse because you will still be penalized for different things. That's true. And those penalties are a lifetime penalty. It's not like it's one year, Mm -hmm. you know. The only thing that can change, like if you're working and you're paying extra for your Part B as in boy or D as in dog premium, Uh that can go away once your income is lower, you know, and you stop working, you know, as long as it falls within the government guidelines of for the Part B and D. Mm -hmm. So 
because uh, a lot of people will be paying higher premiums because either they're still working, they sold a business, they sold land or whatever. The government looks back at your income from two years ago. Okay. So for 23, they're going to be looking at your taxes for 21. And if you made over, I think for a, a husband and wife, it's like 185000 mm-hmm. If you made over that because you sold something or whatever, you're going to pay extra for your Part D and D premium. Both of you are. And, and it adds up. And so when, in that specific situation, how long are they paying more for that? Is that like a lifetime? Well, if they sold something on land contract and they're going to be getting income for a period of years. Oh, sure. Yes. If it's a one-year thing, they sold a bunch of land and they're done, then they're, they're good. But that's why it's important to come in ahead of time before you start doing all of these things so that we can create a plan. Maybe it's five years before your return, maybe 10, so that you don't run into this where you're paying $1,000 a month. You know, you can pay $500 a person for your Part B premium. So if we can avoid that by either selling early or planning a little bit better or whatever, you know, you can. Keep, we want you to keep as much money in your retirement as possible. Absolutely. And you don't so, want people to be caught off guard by a surprise that's going to cost them money. Correct. And that's why a lot of times, by the time people come in, they're turning 65 and they're just looking at Medicare and they're already retired. Stuff like that's already done. So guess what? They're going to pay that higher premium for one year, two years, three years, however long. And we can't change it then. Boy. We're talking... Oh, go ahead. (laughs) No, I I was just going to say... So, you know, and that's the same with, you know, your income base for your um, health insurance for the Affordable Care Act. You know, we can help alleviate some of that as well if we know ahead of time and come up with a plan. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when you come in the month you need it, you know, we're not going to be able to do a lot of planning. We can for future, but at least for that one year, it, it, it's going to be whatever it is. Yeah, and, you know, it, it can be intimidating. Again, people aren't expected to know what they don't know, but just to take that first step to make the appointment and start planning because there are a lot of what-ifs. There are, uh, every situation is different. Yes, and you don't need a definitive purpose to come in. <laughs> you know, people just come in and we just start talking. And then we, we, you know, we kind of start problem-solving things. So it doesn't have to be just one thing and think, okay, I'm, I'm going in there because I want to do this insurance. And, mm-hmm. and that's fine if you do. But a lot of times people don't. We're just trying to work through stuff when they do get ready to retire or pre-retirement or even in post-retirement. They're like, okay, now I'm paying this. How can I, you know, reduce my cost? How can I not pay as much to Uncle Sam, keep more of my retirement? Mm-hmm. So we can work on a tax strategy. Boy. It's never too late. No, absolutely not. And uh, I love how Matt will always just rattle off the number at the higher insurance office because Jill is standing by. How can people reach out and set those appointments at higher insurance, Sandy? Well, Jill is standing by, and <laughs> I believe Matt is there, too, working. I don't know if he had a Zoom meeting or, no, actually somebody was coming in to work with him Yeah, uh, for training. So anyway, our phone number is 920-887-0580. That's why I felt comfortable talking about Matt Speedo, because <laughs> I know he's not listening. Oh, because my goodness. He's got somebody in the office that is doing a training, and he's not going to be able to turn on the radio. <laughs> I have to share this with you, because he told me if... Uh, 
if, if the show became a catastrophe, he would just rush right over. So he's oh. got our backs. But how funny is that? Because, yeah, when he called this morning, he had like, I think, maybe 10 minutes before he had to jump on a Zoom call. And then he listed off X, Y, and Z before he had uh, that person coming into the office today. So, yeah, a lot of stuff happening with Matt today. That is so funny. And we are quickly approaching the two-minute marker, Sandy Heyer. And I just want to tell you, I really miss you. I miss your face. It is really great to talk with you. Um, what, how would you like to wrap up the show today? Well, I will be back next week. Yay! I'm flying in Monday. So, awesome. <laughs> so look out, Beaver Dam. <laughs> <laughs> You've been warned. Yeah. So I guess, you know, in closing, um, I just do not do not want people to be afraid to contact us for any reason. I mean, you would not believe some of the things people will contact, contact us for, and including, like Emily talked about, the assisted living or nursing homes. You know, and they'll, they'll be like, what do you recommend? And it's not that we recommend anybody or anything, but we're willing to sit down with you and make phone calls and make sure it's the right fit for that, you know, for their family member. It doesn't have to be the right fit for us, and we really don't, you know, endorse anybody, but we will work with everybody. That's great. Um, Sandy, it's always a pleasure. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. Safe travels back to Wisconsin. I will, and just throwing it out there, but it's like 85 and sunny. So oh! I'm going to the pool. You had to do that. Well, I'm going to go out and make a I snow did. angel. So there. Hey, I used to have a client call me all the time in the winter and she said, hi, Sandy, this is Ruth calling from sunny Florida. I said, if you keep telling me that, I'm not calling you back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that, though. And I really am looking forward to seeing you next week. Enjoy the weekend and uh, safe travels back home. All right. Thank you. Have a good weekend, everyone. Thanks, Sandy. You take care. Sandy Heyer from Higher Insurance here on Senior Solutions on your hometown station, 95.3 WBEV, powered by Daily Dodge. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions during the program are solely that of Higher Insurance, not WBEV or Good Karma Brands.